Welcome to another edition of the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the FF Goonie himself, bringing you uh, all the fantasy life you need. Uh, All the other shows are terrible. I'm the best, obviously. In today's episode, we have the week two review for the new Fantastic Empire and the Prestige Dynasty worldwide. Wide, wide. Uh, It was a joke of a week two. Man, there was a lot of people that had a lot of terrible dynasty performances. The NFL, it just wasn't overall a good week, in my opinion. Um, and me personally, obviously had one of the worst of it, but let's get into it and we'll just, we'll rip that bandaid straight clean off people. So first up, we had team Texas bear versus Unjur and France Axel versus Tyler. Now I'm going to state the obvious. Uh, we know that Josh Jacobs was in Tyler's lineup And he was inactive. I think that was a one-off thing. And I don't think it's going to be a normal issue. He's pretty... He usually pays attention pretty well. But I'm assuming he was at work or something. Either way, rest assured, it did not matter. I don't think... Um, If I look, there is one play that would have won the game for Tyler in the running back position. Uh, That would have been Phillip Lindsay and a... If I'm going to say anything, I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think that Philip Lindsay, out of all the running backs that were sitting on his bench, was the least likely to get started uh, between Miles Gaskin, Kenyon Drake, and David Johnson and him. There's just no way. So either way, Axel would have won, but uh, you hate to see it happen this way either way. So Aaron Rodgers had a bounce-back performance, and other than the quarterbacks, the only real standout plays that they even played well were Gronk and uh, Juju, I guess. Uh, basically, Najee Harris's performance was volleyed by uh, a receiving touchdown. And honestly, he did not play well. Not his fault. The line. Melvin Gordon failed against Jacksonville. DeAndre Hopkins had an okay game when he had an amazing first quarter. Uh, Amari Cooper crapped the bed. DJ Chark crapped the bed. Calvin Ridley had a decent game, but honestly, like 63 and a touchdown is not impressive for him. Um, I guess Damian Harris was the only other one that was semi decent at 12.9 points, but either way, it was just an uninspiring performance. Uh, hopefully, there's better times ahead. Um, I guess the big one would be that Axel should feel. Super happy that um, Brandon Ayuk got a uh, single reception for six yards because that is infinitely better than last game. Same with uh, the Trace Herman one carry for eight yards, although he immediately ended up with a concussion. So that was not good. That's right. Uh, moving on, though, Axel moves up to 2-0, and while Team Texas Bear fell to 0-2. Next up, we had Chase versus Team Groovy Drew. Uh, this one was a little bit uh, higher scoring, but honestly, the big problem was it was just a savage, savage, savage beating. Uh, 165.66 to 91.92. 
Not even close. Uh, Lamar Jackson, massive game. Derrick Henry was a big one. Cooper Cup. When you have the number one running back and receiver by a long shot, and then, I mean, honestly, if you look at his team, it was bevied by a couple of massive performances. Uh, Lamar at 34, Derrick Henry at 44, uh, Cooper Cup at 32. Other than that, he had some good game, some really good games out of like Mike Williams, a good game out of Justin Jefferson, but sub 10 points for Pitts, Barkley, Edwards Hilaire couldn't even get to three points. It was not, it was a very lopsided uh, performance, even though he had a massive, massive output. Uh, on the other side, you had some decent games out of Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb. Montgomery failed to get to double digits, but he wasn't far off. Uh, the bigger story was Landry going out on his first catch, killing, uh, kneecapping that. So the uh, the curse of uh, Gill's injury, sorry, this was Team Groovy Drews, never mind. I apologize for that. Uh, you just hate to see that, losing a player like that. Metcalf sucked, Kittle sucked again. That one's really hard to figure out. Uh, Daryl Henderson was good, but he got injured as well, so he's going to be looking to uh, slot in a couple of players next week, I mean, or this upcoming week. I mean, hopefully OBJ's ready for him, uh, I guess, roll with Devin Singletary and Cole Beasley. It's it's looking a little rough for Team Groovy Drew as he falls to 0-2, while Chase gets the redemption win and moves to 1-1. Next up, we have Los Poyos Hermanos versus the SC Honkers. Uh, both teams were coming in. One was uh, 1-0, one was 0-1, and they both ended up getting to 500 as SC Honkers. Al Gill's team, 104.04 to 82.12. Uh, this was another one of just underperformances really hampering the losing team. Uh, Justin Herbert, eh, he had 338 yards, but he had two interceptions and only one touchdown. So, terrible game for him. Miles Sanders did not do well against San Francisco. Kenny Galladay is obviously not a thing anymore, uh, or continues to not be a thing anymore. Uh, and then the big disappointments of Tyree Kill. Uh, Kareem Hunt against Houston was a little surprising. He performed well, but he just didn't have quite that many opportunities to capitalize it. And then Christian Kirk finally came back down to earth. Uh, sitting on his bench, though, you hate to see it. J.D. McKissick and Henry Ruggs could have been the, uh, the spell needed to take down SC Honkers. On the other side, uh, Tom Brady had a great game, but everyone else was... Uh, and Terry McLaren had a great game, but everyone else was either bad or okay. Dalvin Cook, 15 points is not great, uh, considering. Uh, Antonio Gibson continues to be underutilized. Keenan Allen did a lot less than anyone expected, although he did make the 100-yard mark. Uh, Cole Komet's left for dead. Antonio Brown was non-existent in that game, and Devonta Smith came back down to earth. It just was a terrible performance, but that almost 40 points... From Brady and the 22 from McLaren with he with Haneke or Heineke or whatever his name is uh, was enough as that pretty much handled 60% of his points total. Uh, I mean, it's really it's really 
crummy when you lose to basically two players. Uh, case in point, the last one, the last game I just talked about. Uh, so I think there's better days ahead for Los Pollos Hermanos. Uh, I think SC Honkers actually underperformed too, but uh, he is kind of capped by the Antonio Gibson uh, issue. I don't know what's going on in Ron Ver- Rivera's head, but apparently J.D. McKissick is the greatest running back of all time. Next up, the highest scoring total of the week, I believe. Yes, uh, Team Chris 1914 versus Finkel's Einhorn. Uh, Chris had a massive game at 130.96, but he came up against just an atom bomb of a team. Uh, Dan's team just went bananas at 152.3 as the second highest scoring team of the week. Uh, so the tail of the tape was, again, a couple of massive performances, but this one was actually a more consistent win for Dan, so I'm actually a little more impressed with his team's performance as opposed to Chase's, who was basically three players, uh, or three and a half players. Uh, at the quarterback position, Kyler Murray, number one quarterback on the week. At the running back position, uh, Aaron Jones, the number two running back on the week, barely with 38.5 points. Uh, receiver Mike Evans got 22. Tight end Hawkinson got 16. Deontay Johnson got 15, although he got injured. Uh, and this could have been much bigger because on the other side, uh, Zeke Elliott putting up 16.7, which is fine. But the best running back on the Cowboys, apparently, Tony Pollard, was sitting on the bench of Dan's team, uh, becoming a useful flex play. I mean, when you look at his bench, his bench is a little scary. But it's still admirable, especially with, like, Tony Pollard. James Robinson can be a thing, maybe. Uh, although, I'm going to hold my breath on it. But uh, Javante Williams later in the season. And T. Higgins doing pretty well. Uh, Dan's team's looking very solid right now. And it's a testament to why he's 2-0. and So, on the other side, Josh Allen, another disappointing game. Only getting 20 points. As I said, Zeke ended up having... A good game, but it was disappointing because the backup running back with less opportunities got more points, and those should have been, at least some of those should have been Zeke's. Uh, Eckler did have a bounce back game, though, as did Julio Jones, so that was really nice to see. Uh, Across the board, you actually see a very consistent outing. Uh, Basically, it was just the QB was a little underperformed, and unfortunately, he just went against a juggernaut this week. Uh, He did not have a single player that failed to reach the double-digit points. Uh, One of them made 20, but they were all consistently 15-plus points for the most part. So it was a good showing. And then uh, some some bright light for Chris's team, too, as Cortland Sutton came alive. And Alexander Madison might be a little more useful, depending on how Dalvin Cook turns out. So... Although he started 0-2, I wouldn't get too down on the team yet. Uh, what I am going to get down on is the the juggernaut team coming into this week as the number one team last week and just, you know, crapped the bed. That's right. The FF Emperor, me, truly, your your bright shining light of this league, losing to Popeye Sailor Men in horrific fashion. Um, I don't, 
I don't know what else to say, man. It it was brutal. I I lost 99.4 to 96.78. I lost by less than three points. With Dak Prescott only getting me 7.48 points in a win for the Cowboys. Tyler Higby only putting up one catch on one target. It was just mind-boggling and I'm sitting here just like what the heck is going on I lose to a team that had a five-point Alvin Kamara a seven-point Joe Mixon a nine-point Allen Robinson basically the only person the only people on his team in the starting position that scored double digits was Chase Edmonds barely got at 10 points on the dot Tyler Lockett had a big game at 27-8. And then the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, had a okay game at 21.8. And if you know our scoring, 21.8 is a okay game. The big games are the mid to high 20s plus. Um, I mean, I look across the board and pretty much most of my team hit double digits with Adams, Lamb, Thielen, and Debo all getting double digits in the receiver position. Uh, my second running back got 10.3, which isn't great, but he's being minimally used so far, even though he's been fantastic. And then Christian McCaffrey again does it, uh, this time with the touchdown, but 22 points. But just you can't overcome single-digit points from your quarterback when you don't have some massive hold-you-up player for the week. And I was sitting there watching the game, uh, the Packers game, and I watched Adams not get that touchdown catch and then just praying for basically one more catch, and it just never came through because one more catch probably would have done it the way he was chunking yardage. And at the end of the day, I suffered my first loss. I'm not really worried about it in this league. I still have a very solid team with a huge depth at receiver as my non-playing fifth receiver is what number nine on the number nine on the weird like 10 he's a top 12 player so basically i think i own outside of adams i think everyone else in my receiver room is top 12 and we all know adams isn't so i'm not super worried about it uh this week but you know it is what it is we'll we'll get him back Looking forward to next week, although I think I have a, uh, or this upcoming week, I think I have a tough matchup. Anyways, let's move over. We're going to go to the Prestige Dynasty worldwide, wide, wide. Uh, We're trying a new system. Sorry if you bear with me a second. There we go. Got it pulled up. So I'm actually using the computer to look up these matchups, which is a new thing for me. Usually I'm doing it on my phone, but I'm trying to use a new soundboard on my phone, if you haven't noticed, and things are a little wonky, so bear with me. But uh, we're there. So first up, the mashup of my name is Chris. Uh, That would be Clay's team versus Bob the Rebuilder. All right. So at the quarterback position, the big shocker of the week was Matt Stafford was by far the worst player in this matchup. Nine points less than Aaron Rodgers, eight points less than Kirk Cousins, and a whopping what? 
15 points less than Lamar Jackson. So that really spelled doom for uh, Clay's team, who he ended up losing 130.38 admirable score to 148.06. Now, unlike the other division where the matchups really did not work out well for everyone, uh, this one was a lot more even-keeled. There was only three really crummy, or sorry, two really crummy showings, two eh showings, and then everyone else managed to get uh, 130, or like, yeah, 124 or higher, so... Um, it was definitely a lot better than across the pond at the Keeper League. Uh, the big ones, though, was, again, like I talked about, a lot of single-digit performances. So basically, after the Stafford thing, Montgomery, Mixon, and A.J. Brown all, and Darren Waller all posted single digits for Clay's team. And he came up against guys like Najee getting a crazy one, but the, the real shocker was Rondell Moore was the factor here he ended up with 20.9 points he was the highest scoring non-quarterback on Bob the Rebuilder's team and although he is avowedly said that he is in rebuild mode obviously trying to sell off pieces uh, he somehow pulled off a not only win but a high score and ended up with the uh, the two points, so he's sitting now at 500, while uh, Clay ended up with the the median score point, so the Aniston point, but he ended up at three and one. Next up, we have Fearless Red versus GA Dogs for Life. Uh, this was easily the closest matchup, as there was barely what was it 1.12 points separating the two. Um, underperformance basically from the defending champ with uh, Schultz and a expected performance from GA Dogs for Life, but it was almost enough. Uh, the quarterback position, Baker Mayfield against Houston was disappointing. Uh, common theme, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift both failed to get double digits. Uh, and George Kittle having another disappointing week, like I said before, at 3.7 points, but he was volleyed by the touchdown for Calvin Ridley, Dalvin Cook getting 15, CeeDee Lamb 13, Hopkins 13, and Russell Wilson doing 23-2. There was nothing very crazy about this uh, win other than the fact that I'm pretty sure he lost it until the garbage time two receptions in the last minute of the Monday night game uh, against Green Bay. So useless points gets you uh, the win sometimes. On the other side, Devin Singletary had another big game. Uh, Cooper Cup continuing to dominate. Uh, but he ended up having to put up players like Naheem Hines and Logan er, and Jalen Waddle, which I don't hate Jalen Waddle, but I would definitely not feel comfortable starting him at this point. But as we know, GA Dogs does not have a lot of options, so they're kind of in a rebuild mode too. But with the uh, loss, or with the surprise win last week, they're now sitting at 500 at 2-2, two and two, while Fearless Red is at 3-1 and because he did not... He failed to hit the median scoring at that Aniston point. Next up, we hit uh, Team C Greenwood, Chris Greenwood, 
versus do it for Axel, Chris's team. A lot of Chris's in this league, obviously. If you haven't noticed or if you are not aware, basically, you can't win a championship in this league if your name's not Chris. Um, anyways, the final score ended up being 164.72 to 144.14. Uh, it's a 20-point win. Uh, not close, really, but it wasn't some sort of blowout. Uh, basically, Greenwood's team was volleyed by a big performance from Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Jones. Basically, going into the Monday night game, there was a good shot Chris could have pulled out a win, but man, when Aaron Jones gets four touchdowns and 100 combined total yards with six catches, or over 100 yards with six catches, man, no amount of Derrick Henry can help you. Uh, which is really crazy. He might be the only team in the league, or in any league ever, that lost this week with Derrick Henry. I'm just conjecture on that, but uh, big performances. But basically, what spelled disaster was the injury to Tua Tag Tag O Viola. Uh, basically, one for four for 13 yards, got 0.52 points, and ended up losing the week. Had Tua played, there was a chance that he could have put up 20 points although without the six point receiving or passing touchdown it still possibly might not have happened uh but i mean there's some good things to build off he got the aniston points uh mccaffrey henry both had massive games julio came back uh Diggs did all right even for a bad game he still ended up with 14 points um but when when you have Corey Davis putting up one point and Tua getting point five, you can't really be expected to win. So it was an admirable showing, though, even with the quarterback injury, which is always hard to overcome. Now, the next matchup, Team Groovy Drew versus the Untouchables. Uh, this one was the... We had three games that came down to less than five points, I believe. This wasn't even the closest one, but the uh, final score, 126.38 to 124.6. So less than two points, but a, uh, a little bit bigger gap than that other game I had mentioned. Uh, another nail-biter, man. Uh, quarterbacks, Joe Burrow basically tried his best to hurt Groovy Drew, but he won in spite of the 10 points there. Uh, Jared Goff continues to do it. If not for the fumble or interception, basically you take away one turnover or, and this is completely the other way, but at the end of the day, that is what happened. Uh, both running backs for each team got double digit points. Uh, Chase Claypool continues to not be that good. Whereas, and so is Robert Woods on the opposite side. So basically, uh, it was a back-and-forth one. The uh, the big losses, obviously, and the reason why it was so close was Devonta Smith only doing 2.6. Um, on the other side, losing with Cole Komet only getting you 0.5, basically a catch for no yards. Uh, there's so many ways that like you look at it and you're like, how did he not win? But then again, you look on the other side and it's like, how was it this close? Uh, at the end of the day, I mean... Should have honestly, you look you look at his t tight ends, and if he played Conklin, <laughs> Conklin over Cole Kometi would have won because Conklin got two point five points. Oh man, that is brutal. 
Um, at the end of the day, though, he uh, he did also miss out on the Aniston point. I believe Team Groovy Drew was the 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 line there, so uh, he drops to 0-4, which is good for his picks. And Team Groovy Drew continues to steamroll at 4-0. and And then we get to the the marquee matchup. Tom gets it done. I'm pretty sure the name cursed me, and I need to change it back. Uh, versus Team Texas Bear. That's right. With a total score that I think, if you combined our score, might have lost to the top scoring team this week. Let me see. Uh, 164.72. Nope. Uh, So basically, if you combine our marquee matchup scores... We would have beaten the number one team on the league by five, six points. That's it. Six points. And that's two teams. Um, Common theme here, Dak Prescott screwed me. Uh, I ended up with 83.98, losing to 85.98, a whopping two points. So basically... Three of the games lost by two points or less. I thought it was a bigger gap, but apparently it wasn't. Uh, I'm not really sure how that happened. Uh, But basically, let's get into it. Big Ben sucks. Dak sucked this week. Josh Allen sucked. Justin Herbert sucked. To the running back positions. Antonio Gibson sucked. Alvin Kamara sucked. Saquon Barkley sucked. Kareem Hunt sucked. Uh, the receiver position, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, and Debo Samuel all had decent games, all double digits. Tutu Atwell was a zero. Uh, there was supposedly a mix-up with the system, and he had moved him out. He's not sure how that happened. Maybe someone's screwing with his his matchups. I don't know. Um, but let's get back to the suck fest. Tight ends, Tyler Higby and Jerry Cook sucked. Amari Cooper sucked. James Robinson sucked in the flex. Tyler Boyd had an okay game, and Devontae Adams had a good game, but failed to get a touchdown. Basically, a 15-yard reception from Devontae Adams or that touchdown he missed, and again, I would have won. Uh, either way, I would not have gotten the Aniston point, so I would have been at 3-1 and one instead of 2-2. Two and two. Not a huge loss, especially with teams like Clay failing to win and dropping to 3-1. and one. I'm not too far behind. And then Team Texas Bear gets a a win in the column for him. Although I think he is still in a rebuild mode coming into one and three. So that's going to finish up this week's uh, or week two's review. Um, I'm going to get on the horn as soon as I get this episode posted and basically set up another episode where I'm going to do the week three preview ahead of the Thursday night game so no one assumes that I'm cheating in my predictions. Anyways, thank you for joining me, and uh, as always, remember, Goonies never say die.